I'm going to say a word to you, and I want you to be very present when I say it. Think about how you feel when I say this word. Ready? I'm going to say it now. Confrontation. You're listening to Crazy Busy, the podcast for executives, entrepreneurs, and savvy fast trackers who want to start their week sane and end it that way too. Here's your host, growth strategist, executive coach, and millennial leadership mentor, Karen Bellantoni. As you may have just felt, the word confrontation can stir even the calmest face. When I have a room full of people and I teach this class, it's amazing to see how many have a visceral reaction just when I say the word. Because this word has a mostly negative connotation. Although the root of the word is not that negative, con is with, and front is face, so to be with somebody face to face, right? I've always found one of the positive definitions of the word confrontation to be, you know, when you have an opportunity to be up close or create connection to someone. The opportunity to be with someone face to face in an intimate conversation. And as we know, intimate conversations drive closer relationships is happening less and less today. And think about it. If I don't like you, why would I even bother confronting you? The only reason is to have a deeper relationship. If you want to be a leader, you're going to have to learn how. How to confront. Or as your mama used to say, speak up. Plus, if you want to have deeper relationships, you're going to need to learn how to confront with confidence. But the third reason you're really going to need to learn how to master this skill is it's the only way to protect the boundaries you just worked so hard at setting in our last podcast. By the way, I've created this playlist in a specific order. You can listen in any order you like. However, the most effective way is in the order I've placed the shows. Many people are giving me the feedback that these episodes are short and snack-sized, so they listen repeatedly. That's cool, and it's actually how I learn, too. Lastly, feel free to share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. Whether it's your mother-in-law, your coworker, or a friend that breaks your boundary, this skill will become your best friend once you master it. You'll see how easy it is to interrupt something that feels uncomfortable for you or feels like somebody is crossing the line. You'll even see how easy it is to be proactive with people and not let things build up to a point where you know there's gonna be a negative type of comment or a negative type of emotional confrontation. Because this is such an important topic, we're going to end up with two parts. There's a lot of content here. On today's podcast, I'm going to share with you the mindset you need to be able. On today's podcast, I'm going to share with you the mindset you'll need to be able to confront with confidence. 
I'll go over the reasons why you don't confront and why avoiding confrontation really isn't working for you. And then in part two, I'll give you all my best tips for confronting with confidence and a powerful tool you can use every day called Clear and Request. But first, a story. I remember recently just being so upset on the subway, seeing this young man and his infant going from car to car, talking about the status of his employment and how he needed money to pay the rent. It was heartbreaking to see a baby in this environment, and for that matter, the young man as well. My heart went out to him as I saw him making his way through the car, asking people for money, and telling his story in the best way he could. I thought, this guy doesn't need a handout. He needs a job. And so I interrupted him. Essentially, I confronted him. I asked him if he wanted to sit with me. I thought the baby was beautiful and I told him so and he started to tell me a little bit of his story and I said listen if you really want a job I will give you my card you will make an appointment with me you will come to my office you will arrive early you will have your ID to check into my building and I'll give you some tools to find a job please give me a call I would really love to help you and your family As he got up, the people next to me just stared at me. And I said, I'm a coach. This is something that's easy for me to give. And they said, yeah, but how do you know it was really his baby? How do you know it wasn't just him asking for money for himself? And I said, I don't. I had to be willing to look him in the face and ask him if he wanted help, though, because there was a type of help that I could offer. And this was the type of help I was willing to give. Sometimes those situations work out beautifully, as it did for me with this young man. He did make an appointment with me. He came to the office within two days. He showed up in a suit, no less, with a notepad and a pen, and he was early. He was serious. And coincidentally, he was on his way to an interview. So I was able to give him interview coaching and some job search advice. And I heard from him about a week later that he did get the job. His situation was dire. His wife had been arrested for a violent act. She had mental illness issues. And he was caring for this young baby by himself. He said to me, had you not been brave enough to interrupt me, I might still be walking around on that subway, asking for money and feeling ashamed. It was so wonderful to know that someone cared. Yep, in this case, it worked out. This is a dramatic story, and it may not be as relevant as a work story. Those are easy, as they happen every single day. All those times you're thinking something, but you don't speak up. Just last week, a client came to a meeting and said he was so upset with his boss. He was so embarrassed because she speaks so loudly that the whole team could hear everything she was saying, even some of the stuff that was about them. It's embarrassing, he said. I said, oh, that sounds awful. Did you tell her that other people could hear her? I assume she knows, he said. Well, (laughs) we all know the old ass out of you and me saying, right? I said, this woman is nine months pregnant, dude. She is not aware of those things as maybe she normally would be. What is so hard about asking? 
can I give you a little feedback? If she says yes, you can say you likely didn't realize it, but your voice is caring and the whole team can hear us. Can we move to a conference room or maybe just take a walk outside? For you, it could be a different situation. Someone might interrupt you. Someone could put you on the spot in a meeting. Someone could offer you up to work on a project that you're not prepared for. There's all sorts of triggers we have sitting in our body. In one of the earlier podcasts, we talked about making a list of those. And it's the best way to sort of get to the core of what's going on, to find out where you need boundaries by looking at those triggers. The young man from the subway told me lots of people had interrupted him and confronted him with judgment versus kindness. And it started with a question, would you like to sit down? By asking him to sit, I was asking him to have a conversation with me, and he knew that. So back to some basic principles. In order to manifest anything, you need to be able to protect it, right? I mean, if you're going to grow a garden of fruits and vegetables, you've got to make sure that the critters and the insects don't get into it. You've got to make sure that it gets enough sunlight, that you have fertile soil. All of those things are protective. If you want your business to grow, if you want your leadership to thrive, you've got to protect the amount of time and space that you put into it. You've got to look at the quality of the work you do and the quality of the relationships you're building. You've got to protect who gets involved. And you've just got to put up boundaries around this stuff in order to have true creativity and manifestation. Once you start getting triggered, you go into the fear response. Your boundaries are down, you feel vulnerable, and you're completely unprotected. Besides this being very uncomfortable, it's just not very convenient if you're at work or trying to work and you're sitting in the fear response part of your brain. The amygdala, this part of your brain, disables your productivity. If there's this much at stake, why don't you confront someone? Well, it might be because your dad was an exploder. Maybe your ex overreacted. Maybe mom was an alcoholic and unpredictable. Maybe you're the sensitive type and you get disturbed by violence in films or any of a dozen other reasons. I want you to think about what happens when you avoid confronting a situation Just take a minute, take a deep breath, and think about one particular situation if you can. Okay, if you've got that situation clear, now I want you to ask yourself, did you use the tactic of avoidance? Avoidance is the first of four ways that we miss a chance to confront. Most of the time, avoidance was out of fear. Listen, many people are afraid to speak up because as children or young people, they had a hard time making friends. In order to make friends, they had to avoid or be accommodating or a pleaser. So they feel if they do speak up, they could impact the friendship or the relationship in a negative way. When somebody tells me where their line is, I am just so thrilled to know that about them 
It's personal information. And now I know where they end and I begin. So when you're fear-based avoiding, you're not just avoiding the conflict and the fear that you're breaking the relationship. You're also kind of avoiding the person, right? Because when you are afraid to confront someone, you usually end up avoiding them completely. This undercurrent can build and the other person starts to wonder what they did wrong and why you're acting differently. Their imagination grows and grows. And before you know it, the two of you have thought bubbles over your head that have nothing to do with what's coming out of your mouth. This is not a relationship. Avoidance is not the answer, okay? If you're afraid of confrontation, the other thing you might do is try to be accommodating. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, especially women who are raised to be pleasing, polite, and accommodating. One of the things we do when we suck it up and get accommodating is we, once again, avoid conflict. But we also avoid having the opportunity to really have true intimacy with the person. This is a missed opportunity as far as I'm concerned. Accommodators will rarely let you forget that they're accommodating or they'll let others know, but not you. Forcing is the third option you have, right? If you're the boss, it's my way or the highway, or like some of our parents used to say, because I said so, that's why. Leaders that force are also afraid of confrontation. So they take an easier way out and they force or command a final word. There's no room for discussion or connecting or collaborating, which really doesn't lead to good relationships in the long run. Compromise is the fourth option. And I know that sounds good to you as it does to most people. And it can be an okay answer depending on the situation, but typically it really doesn't solve the problem and neither person fully gets what they wanted. I'm not saying compromise is a bad thing. I'm saying in a situation where you really need to share the truth with somebody and be confrontational, compromise may leave you both feeling less than. That said, I'm going to have to compromise with you right here and leave you with half an episode. Listen in to part two, where I give you the tools to confront with confidence. Until next time, leave crazy busy behind and become the leader I know you were meant to be. Thanks for listening to Crazy Busy with Karen Bellantoni. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts and look out for the next episode. For more information about working with Karen or bringing her insight to your company, visit KarenBellantoni.com.